How's it going, everybody? Adrian here from the Gaming Observer, and welcome back to your daily news updates for Tuesday, October the 20th. Uh, today, once again, pretty slow news day. Things have definitely slowed down in the, uh, in the lead-up to the new consoles. But nonetheless, speaking of consoles, let's kick things off with Sony. Uh, so first things first, if you are a PlayStation user, then you may have noticed a change to the party system, which now combines it with the messaging system. And this ended up being an issue for some people because the only way to actually form a party now is by also establishing a private message group within them. Now, they clearly created the concept so that consistent friend groups could easily play games together without much fuss. However, there are certain situations where it became annoying. For example, if you wanted to invite a friend outside of the usual friend group, then you wouldn't be able to invite them just for a one-off party. It would have to be almost like inviting them to a Discord server. Or if you were playing with somebody online and you wanted to invite them to continue playing a game in something like Apex or Destiny, then you can't just make a spontaneous party. You actually have to make an entire group, right? So anyway, it's not like those things are impossible. It just makes them much more inconvenient. And people have been pretty vocal about that online. And Sony has now responded basically saying, hey, we hear you, we're gonna look into it. Uh, so maybe changes are coming for that. And the other interesting story from Sony here is that the PlayStation 5 uh, is actually going to have an internal fan that can be regulated through software updates. So basically they built it so that they can collect data about individual games and how intense they play during certain segments. And then they can adjust how quickly the fan is running. So, you know, if somebody releases a game five years from now, and there's a certain part of it that's particularly intense, and the system is having trouble handling it, then they can put out a patch that says, hey, make the fan go faster, essentially. Let's cool this thing down. And vice versa. So, pretty interesting stuff. Uh, it's not necessarily a, a news item, but I thought it was an interesting bit. Unfortunately, this story is a little bit of a broken record at this point, but unskippable in-game advertisements have once again been added to a sports game. Uh, this time around, it's NBA 2K21. And as usual, the advertisements have been put in one month after the game released, and thus escaping criticism in the review period. And for this game, the ad is a full pre-game video that plays during a longer loading screen. So I think the justification here is, hey, your game is loading anyway, well, let's watch an ad. Uh, they did the same thing for 2K20 last year. And we also saw it last month with UFC 4, except in EA's case, they actually did decide to remove the ads. Which isn't to say they're never going to do it again, but... Nonetheless, I think it goes without being said, the fact that these are being put into full $60 to $70 releases is just totally egregious. I hope that some way that stops, but obviously it probably won't. Okay, and I thought it would just be fun to throw out there. Fallout New Vegas has just celebrated its 10th anniversary. It came out on October 19th, 2010. And you know, New Vegas often considered the best of the 3D era of Fallout, and it has certainly remained in the collective consciousness over the past 10 years. Originally, it was developed as a spin-off entry for the series, if you don't know, by Obsidian Entertainment. And a lot of people really loved it because of its branching story paths and also the general improvements that it made from Fallout 3. So if you would like a good trip down memory lane or maybe even a first-time perusal, uh, feel free to check out some of the articles that people have written about the game. It's quite nice. Celebrating 10 years. And if you are a PC player, then you might want to keep your eye out on a mod that's coming to Fallout 4 which is actually called Fallout 4 New Vegas, and it's basically just trying to bring New Vegas into that game's engine. 
updating it a whole bunch. It's probably still a few years away, as these fan-made projects tend to be, but the quality up to this point is pretty impressive. And uh, also, I gotta say, Bethesda and Obsidian are both under the same umbrella now at Xbox, so maybe just maybe we see some more from New Vegas, or Obsidian in general with the Fallout universe. Nonetheless, folks, that's gonna do it for today. Uh, thank you so much for joining me. I hope there's more news for you tomorrow, and I will be there for that. And also a huge thank you to Bradley for leaving me a five-star review. It is greatly appreciated. So until next time, folks, happy gaming, everyone. Hello, everybody. How you doing? TGO After Show. Man, oh man, uh, I've been a busy bee. So on Sunday, we recorded a, a very special project. I'm very, very happy with it. And I'm going to tell you all about it tomorrow on the main show. And it's funny, I, uh, I had this project where, you know, I'm, I'm in a technical theater program, so we have various courses like lighting design and set construction. And in this case, I'm taking a projections class. So I'm learning how to, you know, set up projections in a theater. And so the first project for that class was actually basically just learning how to use After Effects, Adobe After Effects, because that's pretty much an essential program if you're going to design anything for projectors. And so we had to do a, uh, a music video, right? Using stock footage or anything else that we wanted, really, as long as it was copyright friendly. And so I decided to do my music video on that Shia LaBeouf song. It's not a song by Shia LaBeouf. I believe the proper title of the of the song is Actual Cannibal Shia LaBeouf, but it's the, basically this really dramatic meme song about uh, Shia LaBeouf being just this brutal killer. Anyway, it's hilarious. If you haven't heard it, go check it out. They get like this full orchestra. And if you know that meme of Shia LaBeouf like clapping in a theater, it's from that. Anyway, so I did my music video on that and that ended up taking like a few days to do properly. And I still didn't do everything I wanted to do because I just procrastinated like crazy. But it's done now. I got it done. Handed it in. And then in two days, I have a uh, a midterm. It's crazy. Actually, you might find this interesting. So I, uh, I'm i a big history nut. I love history courses. My favorites are, are basically the, the World Wars or the, you know, the 1900s, the 20th century, up until about the end of World War II. I've taken a bunch of courses on them, uh, both in high school and in university. And this year, I'm taking a history of espionage course. It's really cool. We're talking about, you know, spies and intelligence agencies, you know, the inspirations for James Bond and whatnot. And so once again, we're going through, you know, basically from the 1900s, which is when these intelligence agencies are formed up until 9-11, right? And, and now. So I have to study for that midterm. And then I got a bunch of other projects due in the following weeks, which I don't have time to worry about just yet. So yeah, busy, busy. Through all that busyness, I have still managed to play some Hades. And in fact, I got to the end of the main storyline of Hades. So if you don't know, Hades is a, it's a narrative game, but it is a roguelike, which is a combination that has been particularly hard to pull off uh, in past examples of, of that. But Hades does it extremely well. And basically what they say is, hey, if you can get to the very end of the game, you know, we'll give you a, a snippet. And then if you manage to get to the very end of the game 10 times, you know, that's basically the full story arc. And then after that point, you're kind of just playing it like a regular roguelike again. So just the other day, I managed to get that final story piece, basically. It was incredibly satisfying. And I think that if somebody is going to pay whatever it is, the $20, $30 that this game is, you very much get your money's worth just on that story arc alone. And then there's still so much to see outside of that. But anyway, I'm probably going to talk more about Hades tomorrow. So get ready. 
Uh, Folks, that's going to do it for today. Thank you so much for joining me. I'll be back tomorrow with something. And until then, farewell.